We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 25 today, and I have been so excited um, and putting off doing this because I don't know how I adequately do justice to um, bearing witness of how much I love Emma and what an incredible person she is and how forward I look to meeting her. And just as much as I love and adore Amulek um, from the Book of Mormon and how he has impacted who I am and my testimony and Nephi and so many prophets, I so love Emma. Love Emma. I know there was a time supposedly where people felt like she had lost her testimony and I don't know anyone who feels that way. <laughs> so really, I just feel um, just in awe of trying to do justice to who she is. And so the very first year of marriage, they get the plates and she helps Joseph and she gets to be a scribe and, and she gets to go through the persecution and the faults imprisonments and accusations that are brought against him and she gets to go through the lost pages she goes through losing their first child and I love the quote by her mother-in-law who she stays behind regardless of whatever anyone feels the reason is she does stay behind and help take care of Joseph's mother and I love that I it so reminds me of Ruth and Naomi and I love that the very last of the quote um, where she says, I've never seen a woman in my life who would endure every species of fatigue and hardship. And okay, I'm just going to read the whole thing from month to month, from year to year with that unflinching courage, zeal and patience, which she has ever done. For I know that which she has had to endure. She has breasted the storms of persecution and buffeted the rage of men and devils, which would have borne down almost any other woman. And that was her mother-in-law. And I guess the thing that I would say is if Emma Smith doesn't make it, none of us do. Because I don't know anyone, save Joseph only, who has had to endure what she did. I love that he starts off again, as I've said before, saying her name and calling her his daughter. And then I love that it says, all who receive my gospel all who make that covenant of baptism and come are called sons and daughters in the kingdom. And so it just, again, verifies that we become, we are born again and take upon us Jesus Christ's name and become his sons and daughters. And so I love that. I love that in verse two, it says he will preserve her life, which he does many, many times, and she will have an inheritance in Zion. And the reason I love that is I think we could think of that is here in Utah with the members of the church, but I don't think that's what it means at all. I really believe that's in the next life and um, that her and her husband hopefully will still be there, <laughs> that I will get to meet them. I mean, the final judgment isn't then yet, so their crowning and becoming gods and goddesses won't be yet right till the final judgment. I hope so because um, I really hope and pray that we get to stand before them and thank them for all they suffered and sacrificed on our behalf, along with so many pioneers, but, but them particularly. 
I love in verse three that it says thy sins are forgiven. And the reason I love that is you could say that to me a million times. I could hear that from God a million times and it would make me my heart swell and make me have joy. And the thought I have is every time we take the sacrament, we are promised our sins are forgiven if we truly come with the intent of repenting. And so that really touched my heart to read that and think every week we have the opportunity to hear that and feel that from the Spirit. I also love in verse 3 that it calls her an elect lady, an elect lady. And the reason I love that is once upon a time there was um, a handicapped boy in our ward who would bear his testimony regularly and struggled to speak but just had this pure pure heart but um my parents were so good to him and he would call and he was brilliant and so he couldn't speak very coherently coherently but his mind really struggled with very profound things. And so he would call my parents and talk to them. And I love that his parents let him. But we would answer the phone and we'd go, Mom, it's Steve. And um, he would talk to her. And my parents were so patient and kind. And a lot. I remember the bishop having to stand up and kind of put his arm around him to get him to stop his testimony because they would go on and on. And that was a memory of mine growing up is that he would stand and just try to get us to understand the truths that he was testifying of. And even though maybe we couldn't understand, I knew Steve Jackson had a testimony of the gospel and it was profound on me in my youth and really touched me how how loved he was in our ward. But I will never forget him writing a card to my mom and calling her an elect lady. And um, knowing there was no greater compliment. And I think my mom does stand, in my estimation, with Emma Smith and with Mary, the mother of Jesus. So I love that term thou art an elect lady because I think this pure heart this pure spirit that had been sent in this body that um, we have heard that they're sent in these bodies so that they're just so perfect they will be protected from Satan Um, this pure heart knew that my mom was a great lady like Emma. And so I love that term. I think it is just beautiful. And then I love that it goes on in verse four that says, murmur not that you haven't seen. And I don't understand why she didn't get to see. (laughs) I don't understand why Emma, who was the scribe, who gave all that she gave, who walked with Joseph. I just think what a test, what a trial. But I love that counsel because what it says to me is in so many things I don't understand. I just need to have faith. And I love that it says it is withheld from thee and the world, which is wisdom in me. So that's just basically saying just trust me. And I know that we are judged for the things we see and the things we know. So obviously there's wisdom in it that we don't understand, that she didn't understand, but I love that example for the rest of us. Um, I also love in verse, 
Let's see, where is it? Verse 9. Um, we'll go back to verse 7 where um, she has been called in verse 6, or verse 5, sorry, to be a comfort to her husband. We'll go back through all of that in a minute. But I love in verse 9 that it says, You need not fear, for thy husband shall support thee in, thy, in the church, for unto them is his calling that all things might be revealed to them whatsoever I will according to their faith. And the reason I love that is that along with you supporting him, he will support you, but he is called to the world. He is given to the world. God is the guide and he is called to do God's will. And again, it's just the sacrifice that our prophets and apostles make and their entire families for our benefit and bless their family. Um, we just can't say enough for the sacrifices they make for all of us. And it's just incredible. Um, I love that she's counseled to lay aside the worries of this world and seek for things of a better because she she has to. Her and Joseph have to constantly lay aside concerns of providing for the family and concerns of persecution and concerns of jail and really have an eternal perspective. And man, this woman laid her all on the altar. And yes, Joseph gave his life, but she watched and stood. I mean, she didn't see that, but she was the one who was left after and as much as I love Amulek, it is very much the same. It is that sacrifice of everything, lying, laying everything on the altar for the Lord and putting him first. And it is just that eternal perspective. I am working for the next life. And what an example her and Joseph were. Um, but truly, she was left the fallout of that for years and years and years to come and losing so many children and losing her husband who she had sacrificed and stood beside. And so that just is so unbelievable, that testimony of enduring, which we are told to do. And she did for a long, long time. And I just think that is beautiful to have faith and trust in God and to continue your life holding on, waiting to understand, waiting for the next life, for the reward. Um, I love in 12 that she's given this calling to do these hymns and music means so much to me as I have said before so I really love that this is a calling for her um to organize these songs and I love how it says the song of a righteous is a prayer unto me and I was just reading in the handbook the student manual it was Bruce R. McConkie that said gave us that, um, oh, Boy K. Packer, excuse me, not Bruce R. McConkie, but told us that we should think of a favorite hymn, choose our favorite hymn, and memorize it. And that anytime we are tempted or bad thoughts would come to our mind, that if we would repeat it and sing it in our head, we would train our minds that the minute bad thoughts came, they would automatically, our minds would automatically start singing the song. And mine was, I am a child of God. And he talked about the fact, and I remember this, that evil and good cannot coexist. So the minute light comes into your mind and these good lyrics come, the evil would be chased away. And that is very, very true. And so um, I really love that she was a part of this. And I love, K-Love, <laughs> 
I, my kids will get in the car and say, oh my gosh, mom's been driving in the car because it will be on Caleb. And I've even had a daughter say, it makes me feel so guilty when I turn the station. Um, but one of the things that I have to say is when President Nelson talked about looking for those who look for God to prevail in their life, one of the clearest ways to me is all of these people who have used their musical talents to praise God. And man, it fills my soul with light. And I love to go to bed at night and wake up in the middle of the night or wake up in the morning and have those songs running through my head. I am so incredibly grateful for people who have dedicated their talents. The song of the righteous is a prayer unto me. And that is so true. And I just can't say enough of beautiful music and how grateful I am for those who have used their talents to praise the Lord and bless my life. My very, very favorite song is Come Thou Fount. And I just love that lyric, bind my wandering heart to thee. If I could put my testimony, my prayer into words, it would sound something like Come Thou Fount. But the song that I looked up for this was Praise to the Man. And I just love that it says, some of the lyrics say, Mingling with gods, he can plan for his brethren. Great is his glory, endless his priesthood, crowned in the midst of prophets of old. I love that it says crowned. I know Emma and Joseph have done what they they were sent to do and I like I said I can't wait to go up and thank them and I know they are royalty that crown is not um lightly used in the lyric of that song I know that second to Christ is Joseph Smith and what he sacrificed for us and Emma was at his side and I just love her. And so the very final verse is verse 16, where it says, this I say unto you all, this is my voice unto all. And so I just want to go through the things that he said to Emma, that he is saying to us all, comfort your husband, which I would say your spouse in affliction, expound the scriptures by the spirit to your family, exhort the church by the spirit and your family, Give time to writing and learning much. Lay aside things of this world for things of a better. Select sacred hymns and lift up your heart and rejoice. So listen to good music. Cleave to your covenants. And I love that. I just studied Nephi's vision. And those who cleaved cleaved, were cleaving to the rod and fell at the foot of the tree because of gratitude. Continue in a spirit of meekness. Beware of pride. Let thy soul delight in thy husband and the glory which comes upon him, which I got to tell you, she saw a lot of persecution. I don't know that she saw a lot of glory, but I love that delight in those that are so happy to meet him and are so grateful to know who he is. Delight in that. And then very last, keep the commandments continually. And that really is the admonition for all of us. And I would just say, pick one of those things 
to add into your life or to work on at this time. But what a great section for all of us to read and think about. I love Emma. I can't wait to meet Emma. She is definitely an elect lady and one of my heroes, along with Mary, along with my mother. I so hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.